Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's time for Word Foolery Wednesday. Word Foolery Wednesday on LMFM with Grace Tierney. Love it. Every month in this show for the past two years now, we've done something a little bit different. We discussed the fantastic origin stories behind words with the brilliant author Grace Tierney from Stamullen. I'm also so delighted that this little slot is forever immortalised now in a book because Grace has so kindly included us in her latest release. It's called Modern Words with Old Roots and it's out on Kindle now. I'm delighted author Grace Tierney is back on the line. How are you getting on? I'm very well. It's lovely to talk to you. It's great to talk to you. We are so honoured to be in your book. This is like life made for me right now. I'm so excited (laughs) about this. Tell us about the book. It's out on Kindle now. It is. It's out on Kindle. Uh, So this one's only going to be a digital one. Uh, Everything else is paperback and Kindle, but uh, just for once to try and get a quick one out in time for Christmas and all that. Um, So I've handpicked a selection of 50 modern words. Uh, The first one is Avatar and we go right through to Zarf, which is where you guys get your mention because I got such great suggestions (laughs) for what it might mean. Uh, Don't worry, I didn't include them all because some of them are maybe a bit rude (laughs) to be putting in print. But uh, no, it was great. I had so much fun that day. I really did. So it had to go in. Plus, I actually really like the word. The more we talked about it, the more I liked it. So I obviously can't include every modern word because that would be what you call a dictionary. Um, So I kind of see it as a selection box of modern words. And then you kind of dip in, pick one out and find out where it actually really came from. So some of the ones I cover are things like logging in, logging into your phone or your computer that's originated with a piece of wood. Um, opening your Kindle, uh, which you might be reading it on, uh, was inspired by the Vikings. Or you might think about the latest world crisis or try to avoid thinking about it. That's actually thanks to an ancient Greek doctor, which I know we talked about on the radio before. Or you could skip through to doom scrolling, uh, which we're going to chat about today, or set off in hot pursuit, which comes from the age of sail. So there's lots of different histories behind all of the words, which is what I'm all about, is the stories behind the words. Uh, But I just think this is kind of fun for people that like history, but who also like to know, well, well, that's a new word now. I never heard that before. It might be modern slang from a teenager. And you're kind of like, but where did it actually come from? And sometimes those stories go a lot further back than you expect. Oh, it's brilliant. I was lucky enough to get a sneak peek at the book in advance and it's brilliant. Everything in there from catfishing as well to, as you say, doom scrolling. And that brings me nicely because one of the modern words that we're all very guilty of is doom scrolling. That's our first word for today. It is. And I am curious, do you do it? Oh, yeah. 
I'm so yeah. like, listen, guilty as charged. I mean, it's ridiculous the amount of time I do this doom scrolling. It's, oh yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, it is. As I waste far too much yeah. time doom scrolling when I should be researching. Oh, I'll just have a quick look. And then you get sucked in, which is terrible. Yeah. So I do think it's quite an important word and we should all give it up for, uh, for the new year. Maybe that'll be our resolution. Uh, so the official definition of that is the tendency to continue to surf or scroll through bad news, even though the news is saddening, disheartening or depressing. So it's really not good for us. Um, the term became particularly associated with the compulsion to read all the news about COVID and lockdowns while we were stuck at home. Um, but it actually is from before that. It dates back to social media in 2015. So it predates COVID. And I personally suspect that our great grandparents used to doom scroll on printed newspapers because it just seems to be a human compulsion to see yeah. the news. And we're drawn to the bad news, which is terrible. Um, so it's obviously a very modern word. And it's it's compounded from doom and scroll. So I'm going to go through both of those, okay? Because yeah. they both actually have quite old roots. So doom entered Old English as dom, so D-O-M, and it was a law or a judgment. It comes from a proto-Germanic root word, domaz, and the same word gives us uh, very similar words in Saxon and Frisian and Norse. So a book of laws in Old English was a doom beck, again another compounded word but by middle English doom had acquired extra letters and had got an e on the end so I love the way the spelling is just totally random in old and middle English you get away with anything the association of doom with fate or destruction began in the early 1300s and it was pretty widespread by Tudor times doom by that stage was associated with the word doomsday the day of judgment in Christian faiths and the end of the world as we know it so we've got the link between kind of laws and then the judging at the end of the world so have you heard of the doomsday book yes I would have heard of this ah. yeah well done. I think there was a fuss made of this because I think it hit a kind of a 1000 years since it was done type thing in the yes. 80s. And I think that's how I remember it. I'm old enough to remember that. <laughs> so the Doomsday Book was commissioned by William the Conqueror. So 1066, the Normans invade, they take over England. So once he'd invaded he then commissioned the book. So it was completed in 1086. It's held in the UK National Archives and it's actually online. So if you really want to doom scroll, you can actually do it online. <laughs> um, in this case, it's not filled with bad news though, or laws. It's actually a listing of lands and assets throughout England. Its contents were as undeniable as the laws, hence the name. And it was used uh, really useful for the king because he wanted to know what he owned and what taxes were owed because let's face it you never get away without paying your taxes mm. so scrolling however is a bit different so it's obviously used now for scrolling on a computer or a touchscreen phone screen and it's had that use since about the 1980s but uh, scrolling was originally a completely different verb. So it entered English around the 1400s. It had a completely weird spelling, which I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce. But it was for a roll of parchment or paper. Oh, and it of was course. Linked back. Yeah, exactly. So it was linked back to roll, as in a roll of paper rolled up, because that's how they stored them. And it was safer for transport, etc. They didn't really go for books for a good while. It arrived via Anglo-French from the old French word escrow, a roll of parchment, which had come from Frankish and before that from a proto-Germanic root word. Um, but the oldest scrolls that are probably the most famous are the Dead Sea Scrolls. They date back to the third century BC. Um, but of course, parchment does 
doesn't always survive. They were really lucky that they got those because they were in jars in a really dry cave. So things survived. So we don't really know how far back scrolls go. They, they go as far as it possibly can. So when you're doom scrolling, you're following in the footsteps of way back. Wow. OK, that's like giving people an excuse to do it, though. <laughs> They'd be like, yeah. well, I learned about this today, so I'm just going to do scroll down for another little while. I no, love no, that, we're though. not encouraging this. This no, is a bad thing. No, uh, what should be added in to this, you know, for your mental health, please do not participate in too much doom scrolling. But I love that. I love that that's where the actual origin of, of this is. Now, you must be dreaming of a white Christmas because you've got Snowball in there. Yeah, I know. I had to throw it in. Oh. <laughs> I just had to. I love when it snows. I just, well, when it's, pr- I hate slush. I yes. really hate slush. But I love snows and snowballs. Um, and I've been working on weather words for the last couple of months. So I'm going to share a couple today. Okay. Uh, and I thought snowballs seemed slightly festive. So we'll put that one in. And um, again, it goes a little bit further back than you would think. But then maybe it's just human nature. I don't know. So nobody knows officially when the first snowball was formed and thrown. Um, although there are some early medieval books and the, the monks and that used to like doing little sketches in the margins. And there are sketches of people playing snowballs in those really old, old books, which I think is fabulous. So I think snowballing goes way back. Um, the word, however, enters English in the 1400s and it's a compounding of snow and ball. So it's not terribly difficult to work <laughs> out. There's similar methods also gives us, wait for all my pronunciations, uh, Sneeball in West Frisian, uh, Schnubal in Middle Dutch, Sneebold in Dutch, and Schneeball in German. Oh, that's that's well my done. multilingual that's bit. Done. That pronunciation deserves a round of applause. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm not saying it's all perfect, but I know the German is right because I did learn that. <laughs> um, the resulting concept of making a snowball appears in the 1600s, although, again, we did have it in medieval times by the looks of things. Snowballing being a verb about throwing them has been in the English language since the 1800s, but again, I think it just arrived quite late. We'd been doing it for a while. By 1910, you could say that something had a snowball's chance in hell, i.e. no chance because it would have melted. And by 1929, if something was increasing rapidly in size, it was snowballing. Now, apparently Irish snow is very good for making snowballs. I'm not sure this always works for me, but allegedly it should work because the snow's temperature is rarely, rarely far from zero. So to make a snowball which doesn't crumble, you need the flakes to stick together. And this happens most readily around zero temperature. The pressure applied by the hands and of course your traditional soggy woolly gloves is also required. The compression causes the increased pressure towards the pointed ends of the ice crystals in the snowflakes and this causes localized melting. When the pressure is removed, the meltwater refreezes and joins the crystals together and then you have your snowball. So there's the Mm. science bit as well. There's science in there as well. Absolutely loving it. Uh, Now, you've just thrown this in to make me pronounce this. I know you have. Uh, Yeah, I have. (laughs) Impluvious. Yay, Yay! Well done. <laughs> well done. I didn't think it was too bad, but yeah, I had to chuck it in. I was quite tempted to make this the mystery word because I sure as heck didn't know what I have no clue what this meant. means. No. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason you don't know it is because it's largely obsolete, but it is technically still an English word. It's still in the dictionaries um, and it might need to be revived, I think, because it means to be soaked with rain. 
which Ooh. is something that does happen that now, is, now yeah. in this country. Um, it's formed from the old French word pluvius for rain, which drew on Latin roots pluviosus again for rain. It joined English in the 1600s and I think it needs to come back. Uh, now, a related word has quite an interesting history. So the ancient Greek and Romans used to build their houses, well, the posh people did, around a central courtyard. So you kind of have your Roman villa. So kind of mentally get that in your head, right? Mm -hmm. So you'd have sort of oh, pillars around the square. It's all paved beautifully in the middle. But you also have uh, slanted roofs above the, 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 the rooms that you go into off the courtyard. Now, they're slanted because they want the water to run down. Now, the Romans and the Greeks, particularly the Romans, were just mental plumbers. I'm so impressed with the, what they did with this. So they invented a thing called an impluvium, you know, same as impluvius. Okay. Yeah. So this was a sunken part of the atrium courtyard in their house. And it was designed to carry away the rainwater as it spilled down from the slanted roofs. It was usually made of marble and it was embedded just slightly below the level of the floor. So everything runs into it. Now below it, there's a subfloor cistern, which contains layers of gravel and sand to filter the water. And that provided the occupants of the villa with chilled, filtered water, oh like you'd have from your fridge, your fancy fridge yeah. nowadays, right? And then sometimes they would also extend this to run the air of the building over this cistern so that you would basically get cooled air, essentially Roman air conditioning, which I just think is incredible. No wonder advanced. they're the most advanced race. Let's just be honest. Know. You know, seriously. It's kind of like, why, why did we bother inventing every, anything at all after <laughs> the Romans? Certainly when it came to plumbing anyway. But fascinatingly, they weren't the only ones. So large uh, numbers of societies in West and Central Africa also did the same structures. And there's really no agreement about did they steal it off the Romans? Mm. Did the Romans steal it off them? Or it possibly actually just arose in different places because it was hot. And they would use their heavy seasonal rains to fill the cistern and they'd have water then for months afterwards, which is really very clever. So, so clever. to recap. You are impluvious if you are soaked with rain, but you use an impluvium to cool your Roman villa. Absolutely brilliant. I must install one when I go back to my Roman villa. Oh, yes. Villa. Oh, sh Do you not have one already, Sinead? Come on. <laughs> uh, now we're getting to a mystery word and this has provided such entertainment. Thank you so much on 086 1800 658. So we're talking shot clog. If you are drunk and your gun goes off and shoots the clogs, you're wearing off your feet, says one. I love this. It's like say what you see with catchphrase. Do you know what I mean? Some of this. Yeah. Um, someone says a wooden bore. This is coming in from Anne and in, in, uh, Julian saying so someone that's just so boring uh, somebody is would it mean this is again say what you see would it mean you clog up all your arteries with the shots you drank says Brian Ooh. Uh, is it I don't know what this is from Shane and Moneymore he's, he's adding more mystery words shot clog is it a rudle doodle for shooting crickets no Rudle Doodle. We may have to come back to Rudle Doodle. We have to come back Maybe to we Rudel get him on to explain that one. <laughs> I love that one, Shane. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, is it when you fling your shoe at someone and then it was turned into a sport, says Kevin, who could potentially, I don't know, maybe be on the right thing. Uh, somebody else saying, someone who's full of shots in a night eight in a pair of clogs. Lol. <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> Brilliant. What put us out of our misery? What on earth is does this word mean? 
It's very interesting. There's like little bits of where people have gone quite close to it, but okay. not quite. It's very, very interesting. All the suggestions were actually, they were very amusing. But also <laughs> you weren't 100 miles away from it, lads. You nearly landed it. So well done. Obviously, it wasn't mysterious enough. Gosh darn it. <laughs> um, OK, so we're approaching Christmas party season. And yes. this one just seemed to fit quite nicely for this. So. Shot clog is a word from the 1500s for a boring, unwelcome member of a group who is only tolerated because they're buying the next drink. <gasps> love it. I absolutely love that. I'm going to use that so much over the next <laughs> Actually, the problem enough, is because do you know I have I have sorry to cut across you there. No, I do you have okay. somebody here actually who kind of was maybe on on the money with this? Where is it gone to? I'm after losing it now. It was basically like uh, oh yes, hi Sinead. I think shot clog is a guy when we were young we'd bring him along with the lads to get the drinks for us and tell the girl one of us fancied her just a dog's body that we used. <laughs> Passion ball brigging. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty much nailed it, actually, hasn't he? <laughs> That's Brilliant. They are an important member of your team for the 12 nights or the 12 pubs of Christmas, but uh, but they're not terribly welcome. So basically, you tolerate the clog on the group because he's going to pay for the shots. I, when I saw that, I laughed so much. I was like, right, that has to go on the radio. Of course, now the problem is we've told lots of people what it means. So you can't okay. say it to somebody's face because they're going to go, oh, I know what that is. How <laughs> dare you call me a shot clog? Um, and I did. I had to go digging as to why on earth was it a clog? LMFM podcasts with CM. NC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 087 237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. Was yes. this something from the Netherlands, right? So uh, it's nothing to do with the Netherlands, <laughs> although they have lovely shoes. I've nothing against them. Um, and I do quite like the idea of chucking the shoe at the person as a sport. <laughs> That's only an Irish person could come up with that. Um, so a clog, obviously not a huge thing in Ireland, but they've been, a, it's not the Netherlands only. They were also very popular kind of work shoes in uh, England. Uh, you know, farmers wore them, fishermen wore them like they were, they were the steel boots of their day kind of thing mm. or the steel toe cap ones. So uh, clogs have been in English since the 1300s, but it came in as a lump of wood rather than the shoe. The shoe meaning came later when they whittled the lump of wood, I imagine. But by the 1500s, a clog was anything that impeded action, any kind of of encumbrance and that gives us the clue that we need so basically the shot clog in the group is getting in the way and slowing down everybody else <laughs> i love it it's absolutely brilliant grace as always thank you Brie, so much for uh, coming on today and as always with your entertaining stories thank you so much for including us in your wonderful book as well and uh, we'll join you though before uh, the christmas festivities for a christmas word foolery next month yes Absolutely. I'm digging out the Santa hat and polishing off my Christmas words as we speak. Fantastic. Grace Tierney there. Thank you so much. The book again, by the way, if you want to see us immortalised in the book, it's on Kindle now, Modern Words with Old Roots. And uh, you can find it wordfoolery.wordpress.com. 11 to 1. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 087 660 4237. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 